Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber, and Kevin, you were zoomed, you were zoned out there a little bit. Everything, What's everything going okay? On? You okay? You know, this we're just figuring out the way to uh, to make this technological jump in this modern potting world. Yes, we are. We're coming at you just to provide you some context. Kevin and I are in the same house, but we're recording on different devices, so so we can zoom with Corey. So I am currently in. Probably like a two by four closet, and mm-hmm. uh, Kevin's in the room next to me. And Corey's back in Brooklyn. That's true. Yeah, not in a closet, and not close to you guys. Not in a closet. Not currently with us. But it feels good. it feels good to be back. We haven't uh, we haven't done a pod, a, a normal regular uh, season pod in in a little bit of time. Yeah, it's been. I mean, I would say for us, it's been like a couple weeks at least since we watched uh, posted always six twice. That was our last one. Yeah, yeah, it's been. It's been. Yeah, a little it must bit. have been yeah. early June or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we had some travel come up, so we um, got we banked a couple episodes, and uh, it feels good. It feels good to be back and 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 ready to chat about Sex and City. More importantly, ready to watch Sex and City with you bros again. <sighs> Dude, every time you know, this happens, I get so excited that we get to watch again. I know. It's been a while, and I'm like glad we get to jump back in. It's uh, the it's funny to finally get to uh, hang out with someone face to face, like John in the same house. And then the second w- that we started the podcast, we had to uh, separate ourselves by being in a closet <laughs> in another room. <laughs> so That's it is. Right. It's it's almost like being at separate houses was was better. There's like there's a middle ground that is just, you know, uh, that's been difficult to figure out. But we did it. Yeah, we yeah. either we'll all figure- want to be together or keep us apart from each other. None of this. Yeah, none that's of this like is. some of us together, some of us apart. Nonsense. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, I appreciate that because I feel like if it was just you guys together and me here, it would feel really lonely. No, no, absolutely not. Thank you. Uh, so what's going on? Is there anything to catch up, catch up everyone on? Um, well, I don't, I don't think well, we should, I don't want to brag too much, but we got, we got some pretty, pretty great response from our last burger episode. I feel like a lot of people came out of really? the woodwork we to really just say, did. listen, we, and, and you know, we're always flying by the seat of our pants, figuring out <laughs> how our takes are. 
and I don't even remember what our take was, but apparently it was good. We got a lot of good responses. I and I think Burger's I dead think, now. Burger's, I think if I he died on a motorcycle accident, it's <laughs> off screen, but he's not in the show anymore. I can tell you that much. I could feel it. Dude, Burger's definitely not at Gap. That's for sure. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> all the gear all the time. Yeah, for those who don't know, Kevin did recently just purchase a motorcycle. He's a real life burger. And there's a club of uh, of motorcycle enthusiasts that refer to themselves as Atgat. Atgat, of course, refers to is, all what? the gear all the time. So they're wearing <laughs> hip pads, knee pads, arm or hand guards, helmets. You know, you should always wear a helmet, of course. It feels really you weird to be in a state where they don't require helmets to see like some guy ride by in his Harley without a helmet. But it's so weird. Burger is definitely not Atgat. No. Yeah. I, I Yeah, Burger's got a lot of Burger has a lot of gear. He seems like he's a guy that's really into gear. Oh, so you think he is at Gat? You think he is wearing all the gear all the time? Oh, you think he's not? You said he's not at Gat. Sorry, I, I thought you said he was. I'm not convinced that Burger is at Gat. He's well, he's definitely leather jacket and like and like uh does helmet. It, does his leather like jacket have, have spine support? Does it have uh elbow guards for a controlled well, slide? This also might be that I'm very uh, uninitiated into how much you can get into uh, gear. I like I don't know a lot about that kind of gear. Well, I'll tell you this: the second that you Google motorcycle one time, you get automatically uh, subscribed to a <laughs> newsletter that it's impossible to get out of your inbox for the rest of your life from Revzilla.com. That's what I've been dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> Just five emails a day from revzilla.com. It is wild though. I didn't even think about it, but we're out in the Hamptons and I got a motorcycle and I wrote an entire book that the central plot is a lost scrunchie. And so I feel like there's just a lot of place. And for uh, some reason you're making us all call you hot dog now. It's like the craziest crap. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> every time every time you get a voicemail, you walk by your phone and give it a double bird and just flip <laughs> out on it. And it's always from some toxic ex of yours. Yeah, some girls just any girl that walks past me is just like, "Hey." And I'm like, "I'm a writer." <laughs> <laughs> I will say um, this. I, the Listen. the last one as of this as of this wa- watching the last one that has been published out there of our podcast is uh, episode six. So it's before the post. It always six twice. And I think, <gasps> I think the thing that we had said that we were getting good feedback on was that we were like burger writing. I'm sorry. I can't don't hate me. I think it was, we were saying the oh, don't hate me thing was a serious bail. Yeah. We like, you know what? Yeah. Sometimes you're sorry. Sometimes you can't, but like, just to be like, don't hate me. It's like, own up to your choices. Yeah. I think that we said he was a sad boy. Totally, total sad, sad boy. boy. But also we, we said that he's the most well written, accurate portrayal of, True. Um, of like a regular man also like that, that most women have probably interacted with. I don't think many women uh, like regularly date someone as cartoonish as big or as outlandish as any Samantha's dates. But I guarantee you anyone who's listening to the podcast has a burger story where they're like, I dated this guy, I was into him and he just couldn't like get his shit together. And due to his own insecurities made me feel like, like a bad person. So that's, yeah. that's what I, that's what I think we were really hitting our stride and dissecting burger. Burger. You think anyone's dated anyone like 
Aiden that's just written exactly like Aiden in real life? I think most people in SoCal have, right? I like mean, it, I'm sure. <laughs> I think anyone anyone that's been to a Temple of the Dog concert has dated <laughs> someone like, or at least like stood behind someone like Aiden who was not only too tall, but their head was giant. Dude, that's me at every concert I go to. I feel so, that's partly why I don't like concerts because I'm always so yeah. insecure. I'm ruining everyone's night behind me. Yeah. Cause I, I will, mean, I will say, yeah, no, I, I, I can imagine. Yeah. I'm, I'm always wanna, the guy. I I'm, like, I'm like a foot to, shorter than you. So I can imagine. Wait, what was that? I, I wanted like, to encourage you, say, you to let you know that you were in fact ruining a bunch of people's experience at the concert. You Dude, know? I hear so, They sigh. They sigh every single time I walk in front of them. They just go, ah, but John, you you've you've made it to where like seeing you like that makes me when I see other tall people, I'm like, it's not their fault for being tall. It's not their fault for being tall. You know? Yeah. Like you I know that you actually care about it. I but I also when I go to concerts, I dress like the guy from uh the pickup artist. I wear a, mm. a huge purple felt fedora and Oh, you're peacocking. Yeah, well, you know, I just want to be as tall as possible. That's you true. Were- I see that. Yeah, that's why you always wear that cat in the hat hat. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, when I go out, I want to I want to look as much like Abraham Lincoln as possible. <laughs> what um how are you guys feeling about the end the not the end is near, but it's like, you know, we're we're cruising right along. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, I feel like we've had people ask us this in in letters. And handwritten letters sealed with a wax seal. No, and like emails and tweets and stuff. And uh, it's weird. It's coming. But I also feel like the way that since we watch it once a week, I still feel like we have like 12 weeks left. Yeah. Like it's going to be a while, you know, and I know that like maybe I'm not the best at planning ahead. So maybe I need to emotionally prepare myself for it. But I'm excited to see what happens. It is going to be weird when we finish it. And it's like, oh, shoot, that's done. Like, I feel like I sound like the person that it's the beginning of senior year right now. And I'm like, whatever, man, we got the whole year. Yeah. And it's going to it's just going to fly by. It's going to be the night before graduation. And I'm going to be like, oh, shoot, I got to get a job. Yeah. I think we I we're going to write a secret episode. We're going to write We're not going to do sex in the city three. But I I I think I think if we wrote a another episode that was like a lost episode. I bet we could get, I bet we could get a staged reading going a, a zoom event with, with most three out of the four girls. I bet we could do it. That would be insane. That'd be and great. then it wouldn't I, be done. It, w- it wouldn't hey. be done. We'd be like, we have one more episode left written by the boys. <laughs> written by three, three guys who are extremely unqualified to write an episode of sex in the city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I hey, if we do if we do that uh if we do that yeah send us ideas send us ideas for things you want in the episode do that if you're listening right now do that send us ideas for yeah. what you want in that episode I think I think it is worth saying uh you know we haven't made an official announcement we haven't taken an official stance but the end of the second movie will not spell the end of the Bradshaw boys we're cooking something else up we want True. to continue to exist in your ears. We want to continue yep. to uh, engage, interact, and uh, experience something with you. We're not sure exactly what that is yet, but rest assured, um, just in, in 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 twelve short weeks time, we are we're not hanging up the hanging up the robes and calling it quits just yet. Yeah, just your our podcast your your ears 
our <laughs> Sam Jones vagina, and our podcast is Smith doing the Texas oil drill. Okay, that is <laughs> that will continue for, <laughs> for a long, long, you, enjoyable time. It, it's going to be pleasurable, but sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. All right, but. There's going to be a learning curve. And I, and I guess if you're I guess if you're actually referring to the Texas oil drill, then that means we're going to do a fiction podcast because no one's ever done the Texas oil drill in real life. <laughs> Not in right. real life. Not What's real happening? life. It's going to be complete fiction. Yeah. Um, I yeah. did want to say two two bits of business that I, I think uh, we owe it to our our listeners. Um, one, uh, we we just got like this deluge of reviews the other day. And I want to say thank you to everybody. We got like. Usually they trickle in, but we got like seven in one day. So I want to thank Andy 41, Johnson Boo, Tack and Violet, Bunny's Chanel suit. That's one of the. Uh, oh, that's one of the so names. good. Uh, Catherine Ashley, Rachel Rose, Girl on the Go. And she, the title of Girl on the Go, who um, came to our live show, the title of her review is Drilling Me Softly. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, Dan Tompkins, an SD lover. And Sledge Morrow. And guess what? Mul- multiple of them called us the Tangent Boys and Ooh. said they love the tangents. And did so, they give us two-star reviews or five-star reviews? Two-star tangents? <laughs> they mentioned the tangents. They gave it one star, and they they reported us to Apple. Um, wow. We got Why an email from Tim to? Cook. Uh, but no, thank you for everyone for all those reviews. They were super funny, and we'll post them on our Instagram. But um, means a lot that you did that, and they were also like legit hilarious. So thank you. Yeah. Thank also, you. we should uh, shout out the other people that we got uh, like more Patreon followers than we've gotten since we started the Patreon recently, and we have put up more episodes there. So if you want other episodes, go and sign up for the Bradshaw Boys and Patreon. It is not that expensive, and you get just more nonsense like this, and it's super fun. But and it's really been like awesome having you there because we're we are having so much fun recording the extra Patreon episodes. It's right. so much fun. And Thank our you. next Patreon episode is fucking funny oh it is it's good it's great john tell Um, them what it is because it was your idea and then we'll and then we'll get into the episode okay so there's a podcast called story break shout out to story break i've really been enjoying it it's where three hollywood writers write uh, a movie pitch based off of a random idea so they'll do um as anything they'll do mambo number five the movie They'll do uh, Garlic Salt, the movie, the Kellogg Cinematic Universe, and they just write a silly movie based off of some uh, silly idea. So we decided to story break an episode where the three of us put our heads together. We rolled random dice to choose a season and an episode number. And we wrote, I believe, a season one uh, mid like episode eight episode uh, in which some really great stuff happens. Um, So check it out. But uh, as far as this week, we are on season six, episode eight, The Catch. The Catch. Ooh. Any ideas as to what uh, what The Catch is, is all about? I wonder if, I don't know. You know, it's tough because I was going to say one of them like meets a catch, but Carrie is out of a relationship and Samantha is pretty solidly in one, Charlotte's in one. I don't know who they're going to meet that's a catch. I don't know. I can't I think imagine. It's I, mean, all, I don't know. I think it's a bottle episode that takes place completely on a boat in Sag Harbor. <laughs> and they're just like, they get into crabbing and lobs, lobsters. and That's where it is. They, yeah. go, they go to Alaska and just 
put on some hardy jackets and fish king crab. Yeah, Car- Carrie's just like, I need to get laid, and they hop on a train, but it like <laughs> the the switch goes, and then they end up in Alaska, and then they're just, and then it's basically just like that that simple life Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie thing. It's that, but for Sex in the City in Alaska. I couldn't help but wonder, what if you called me Ishmael? <laughs> Shout out to Moby Dick. All right, let's watch the catch. Uh, we'll be All back. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun to watch an episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Episode 82, The Catch. Harry finds that a casual fling with Harry's best friend is a pain in the neck. Miranda is scared of meeting Steve's new girlfriend. After Harry accidentally sees Charlotte in her wedding dress before the big day, she is convinced their wedding is cursed. Self-sufficient Samantha struggles without her man around. And now, back to the boys. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Great episode. That was Great a, that episode. Was, that was so much fun. That was a horror of an episode. That was that was just a fastball down the line. They 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 knew what they were going after. They knocked it out of the park. And it was just uh yeah, it was just Dude, one of those ones. That episode they know yeah. That episode performed as well as Howie, uh, his, his sexual exploits. They, it was just, Good Lord. it was just great, fun, uh, sensual. It's true. You know, we talk about the Texas oil driller, but it's, it's impressive to talk about the Portland jackhammer is what, <laughs> is what Howie was bringing to the team, the team of sex in the city. He just rocked it. Dude, that you was, know how- uh, you said that guy's he's a what's the deal with Howie? Let me get a Howie. He's get a, a Howie comedian. Actor? His name's his name's Brian Callen. He has a very successful podcast called The Fighter and the Kid. And oh, he's he's I've, a pretty I've big. I recognized him. He's a pretty big bro. He's like a big like Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I would never interact with that person, even though I'm a comedian <laughs> with a podcast as well. So it's probably not good idea he just seems he just seems like based on the crew he hangs out with i bet he's probably i don't know him and his friends probably fuck like that <laughs> you know what's at interesting least, at least have before i don't i don't know i'm just here's well a few things about him one i know why he's kind of familiar he was one of the first ever cast members on mad tv oh. and i feel like i've seen mad oh, tv sketches wow. with him before i think and then also he just he just had a show that got that was on for a few seasons. Really? Yeah. Um, he, yeah, it says, I mean, yeah, everybody that comes up is like the people that are like, it's like people also search for, it's like Rogan and, uh, Joe Rogan, Theo Vaughn, a lot of people in that. He also wrote a book called complicated apes, complicated apes. I just felt like, I mean, I'm not, I'm no expert, but I feel like his lines felt very forced. His jokes just felt different. I thought that too, man. There was something about, I, we talk about this, like, but like sometimes when they're like, so-and-so is funny, like there was a lot of stuff where they were laughing and it was like, clearly it's like a show and they're written to laugh. But all those things I was like, I feel like if you threw out, if you threw out 
like more than two of those, people would be like, all right, jokester. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they, they were giving him a lot of grace. Totally. Well, I think that's that's why it's uh that's why it wasn't that complicated to be like, oh. You know, like after it's done, it's like, oh, if that's how he has sex, this this will be easy. It's not just like he was such a great guy. It's like yeah, it's yeah. kind of a well written character because it's it is like the the person that it's like you I feel like you've all we've met people like that at weddings that it's like holy crap this person's awesome but it's because you only get to see him for two days if you were around him for four right. years you wouldn't be friends with them you know what I mean yeah 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 um and that's why like the groom or someone is like yeah, yeah, yeah I went to college with that guy but we haven't hung out in like 12 years right but I I had to invite him to the wedding. It's, it's funny. Just, that, he's it's, like one of the old time friends. It's funny that we were like, um, Berger's the, one of the most well-written, accurate male characters. And then they throw a Howie in there. And it's like, I'm sure <laughs> everyone that's ever been to a wedding has brushed shoulders with a Howie before. I know. I, yeah. I know. Like I, I certainly have. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Dude, let's, always, do, let's do a quick also, uh, review. Yeah. Just a quick Howie note. I would say that it, it would always be the, it, it makes total sense to me that the person that has sex like that is also the person to like not take notes. Like that would have been a perfect thing time to just be like, why? But even if she said like, you kind of just went a little too fast and gave me a backache, he wouldn't be like, man, I should change up my game. He's just like, a lot of girls really like this. Yeah. Yeah. No girls ever liked it. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah, he he, right. he would have a very hard time self-reflecting on himself and, and i could totally yeah, yeah that's a, that's a classic howie maneuver maneuver um let's go through uh what happened here so the through line of the episode is when did it stop being so fun uh when did it stop being fun and start being scary uh that was kind of the that was what she wrote when she was writing her her paper on doing the trapeze and uh the entire episode revolved around the catch some of the storylines did a little bit better job with that. Like, for instance, Samantha missing Jarrett uh, all revolved around her not being able to latch her uh, bracelet correctly. Um, uh, Charlotte. You can't you know, win them all. <laughs> Charlotte's catch was she was really kind of being a pisser about uh, her her wedding. Uh, and she wanted to be perfect, but she was kind of missing the, the whole point because she was too obsessed with it being perfect. Um, Miranda's I thought was actually the best use of the phrase. Um, she was me, you know, having to meet Debbie, Steve's boyfriend and the catch was letting go of Steve and, uh, and, and Debbie. And then Carrie's of course was the trapeze that she was writing a, uh, piece for, but meeting Howie at the wedding and tr trying to just enjoy and have fun with a, a one night stand, a, a quick rendezvous. So where do you want to start? Um, let's, let's start, start with, with Samantha. Samantha. Yeah. Right. So the catch. Wow. Look at that. Uh, the catch is her catching all her zippers and clasps on things. Yeah. And needing help with them. But, uh, one thing that I forgot. Oh god! But re really, it was it was her realizing that she was you know missing Smith. The catch of not having yeah. a man around is that you get your zippers and your bracelets stuck. Yeah. Which is that like? There's a lot of women in this world and men that live alone and have 
clothing with difficult clasps and zippers. Is this like really that large of an issue that I've just kind of missed out on? Do you know I what's mean, funny? When you said that, uh, when you said girls and guys, because it's usually girls, and the only guys that came to mind right then was just someone that was like, a big hot topic person. There's a lot of guys out there with like clasps and zippers. <laughs> and hey, like, you know what? Like uh, everyone, everyone wears wh- whatever they want. And I'm totally remember, I'm supportive of that. But like, I just don't have a lot of clothing that like requires clasps and latches. Like the most difficult thing I have to do is once every 10 years, tie a bow tie. That's, yeah. that is the extent of, of yep. my clothing woes. But yeah. is that like a thing like that a lot of single, uh, individuals wrestle well, with i mean as three guys we don't really ever have to deal with this uh so i i don't want to speak for something that i don't understand but the the whole like can you zip me up in a dresser in a dress thing is a trope in movies and everything and i can imagine it's a real thing if you got to put on a dress as a woman and get zipped up like you know getting you you need someone to help you do that i'm guessing that it's like not the most impossible thing because we know a lot of women who live alone and yeah. manage to show up at the weddings we go to and they're zipped up. But then again, you know, if like most times you go to a wedding, you're at like a, most people yeah, are like, like staying at like a hotel and there's like probably someone there to like, there's always one, like, like there's one dude who always knows how to tie a bow tie and he ends up <laughs> tying everyone. Yeah. That and he has exactly no, he has no time to get pictures. He has, he just yeah. spends all his time. Well, I, I, w- yeah. I guess I would say this. I don't want to go full like, like I feel like the Samantha storyline was a really good it could have been a really great metaphor that was kind of executed a bit shallowly yeah because all it would have taken was like one moment where she where it takes like okay like get it you need a per like it's all obvious but it would it would have been such a great story if there was just one moment where she was just like she never acknowledged that she wanted Smith there. It was like, there was never like the twist of her being like reached for someone's hand and realized it's a guy that she doesn't care about. And she's like, Oh, never mind. I'll just, you know, like, yeah, it didn't totally connect. And maybe that's where she's at with Smith right now. But I feel like the setup for her storyline wouldn't have been as bad if they just added a tiny bit of depth to it. emotionally as a character. I agree. I also think you need to look at this with a little bit of a clearer head. I know you're really upset that she doesn't do karaoke as that is like your thing. So I think you might be a little bit more angry than the rest of us. If she did do karaoke, what would her song be? That's a great question. I have mine. Hers was hers. Hers would be um, tenacious D uh, fuck me gently. (laughs) <laughs> I don't and I disagree with that. I just no, I don't I don't I think is. she'd want to be Texas oil drilled. No, because at the end of it she would get to sing but sometimes you gotta fuck me hard. She would just belt that out. And you know she oh. needs Okay, ah. true. What do you think, Corey? True. Uh, I think if I could turn back time by share. I could just see Samantha in her Samantha voice standing up being like if I could turn back time, I just feel like uh, she yeah. would bring the house down, and no yeah. one would expect it. I yeah. feel like she would sing something from uh, from like Aladdin. Like I think she'd like <laughs> Magic Carpet Ride, uh, or was that what's the song called? Whole New World. <laughs> I was like <laughs> Magic Carpet Ride with Steppenwolf. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think I she like to dream out. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we would sing Born, another Steppenwolf song, which is Born to be Wild, but it's like a little. Yeah. I feel uh, like. That's true. She'd sing It's Raining, it's raining to, Men, Hallelujah. She'd probably do that or she would go straight into My Neck, My Back. She'd go right into that. <laughs> yeah. 100%. That would be hers. Just full Khalees. All right. Yeah. What would Miranda's karaoke <laughs> song not Khalees, be? Khalees, is it? What would Miranda's karaoke song be? Um, Wait, just before it's done, I feel like Charlotte would be like, what are those lyrics? Sweetheart, if he's not if he's not licking your crack, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> my pussy and oh, my dude, crack. Oh, dude, we have to do Thank something. We have to do something on Instagram where we where we put up what what songs what karaoke, what karaoke, song karaoke songs are they on? Yes, yes, totally. Yeah. Um, I, th- I feel no. like um I feel like um Charlotte's would be Barbie Girl by Aqua. Okay, okay, I can see that. <laughs> be, that's a good one. I could do that. I don't know. I'm not. Um, I'm not a karaoke expert. That karaoke's Kevin's thing. I feel like you could make a, a way better uh, dis- choice as to what. Everyone's karaoke song would be. I could see Miranda just doing like a full on, like half drunken scream sing of an Oasis pub song. Yeah, I could see that. Or I could see her somehow doing like Basket Case by Green Day. I also feel like I could could see Miranda showing up with an instrument too and having a lyrical break (laughs) in which she's just jamming out on her harmonica or something. That would be pretty impressive. I could see Charlotte going last. Like it's like the end of the episode and they're just like, they're like, is Charlotte even going to go? And then all of a sudden there's just like a crowd of people and it just spreads and you just hear like, dunk, 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 dunk. and then Charlotte just crushes uh, Eminem. Lose herself. <laughs> Lose herself. Dude, or she just comes out in full Gene Simmons kiss makeup. <laughs> Dude, Charlotte, no. Charlotte York, mom spaghetti. Just fucked it up. <laughs> All right, and Carrie, what's Carrie singing? Uh, um, Carrie, yeah. Carrie would sing "Yesterday" by the Beatles and like mm. bring the bar down. Mm. <laughs> That's good. We'll, we'll put, we'll or put this Carrie, or or Carrie would just do tons of Broadway. Yeah, she would like she would grab Stanford and they would do like a bunch of Broadway tunes. Yeah, yeah. We'll put this up on uh, Instagram and see if and see if you all have yeah. any great ideas about. Um, about karaoke songs. Um, wait, John, do you want to give us Car- a karaoke? Wait, oh no, we. What's that? Karaoke. Sorry. So wait, we were at we were we were at uh, the some. Are we so, done with Samantha? Samantha? We were talking about Samantha. I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Like it was a good it was a good storyline. It just needed like a little bit more depth to really like make it an uh, an equal part to the rest of them. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it was. I feel like we always have the soft one and that was the yeah. softer one. Although I do think I thought her like acting with Smith at the beginning was interesting. I wonder what Gus Van Sant movie Smith is going to be in. I, have no I idea. think a remake of my own private Idaho. Is that what it is? It, I, I could see know. that. I could definitely see him in a, um, in a um, Corey, be careful with that water. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of criticism on our last episode. That's right. And I just checked, really, I just checked. I just checked the Instagram just now to put a note in to the yeah, karaoke I saw you thing. Put up a thing saying that, uh, but you did. You did say that if people don't pay for the podcast, we're allowed to drink as much as we want. On there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
There was someone that was just yeah, I like, think he should just put in some Listerine and gargle it on the microphone for a couple minutes. Oh, I should. No, you know what I'm going to do? At the beginning of every podcast, I'm going to put in three packages of Pop Rocks in my mouth and just <laughs> let them go the whole episode. ASMR podcast. Let's talk about totally. um, let's talk about Miranda's storyline. I really liked Miranda's storyline, and I thought the scene of her <laughs> under the bed was hilarious. Do you also, think Bong Joon-ho from Parasite is going to be like, uh, so I saw this episode of Sex in the City, and that's where I got the idea. Hmm. It was just like the exact spoiler same thing. alert. It just always works. That that shot so always good. works. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, but but Magda also, Miranda is not home. <laughs> yeah, Miranda is not home. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm laughing now because you know we're video recording this, yeah. Kevin. And Kevin, just, Kevin, 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 Kevin was just drinking water, and then he just made a face at the camera, like, "Uh oh." It was. It okay, was. If we, it was if we don't do it, it was literally the same those, face that it, Carrie made when Howie looked up at her and said, yeah. "Fuck you." Kevin yeah. was just also drinking water. I was like, e, I'm gonna. We're gonna get in trouble. We're gonna get in trouble by our fans. We love you all. <laughs> Sorry. We love you. We love uh, you very yeah, much. I, I love that shot. I don't like. Do you think that? What What do you think about Miranda? Do you think she should meet Debbie? Do you think she should yeah. not be thrilled about meet, meeting Debbie? Do you think she acted appropriately? I want to break down how she responded to the Debbie situation. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. You go first. I think that first of all. The whole Miranda episode. Miranda looked great then. Yeah. She was like super dressed up, which I think played well into the like Freaking under the table thing. She was she was smoking. Absolute um, fox. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think she probably needs to meet Debbie. If if for anything, I mean, like for comedic stuff, it's funny that she's not, you know, and it's funny that Miranda's like so principled and like confrontational, and she's like backing off of this, so it shows how much it bothers her. But I feel like she definitely needs to meet Debbie because Debbie's like around her kid all the time. You just have some random woman who Steve is probably being like, Hey, uh, hold, uh, hold Brady while I go to the bodega. So it's like, you need to meet this woman. Mm. Like, and you well, need, and also for your own, even though it's probably, it's not going to be her closure. You just need to be like, Hey, this is like happening. So I think she needs to do that. I think at first I was like, why is she being but- a baby about it? But, I, you know, it's we've we haven't watched an episode for a few weeks, and I had to remind myself that she's in love with Steve. So it's not seeing yeah. Yeah. this person that's around a kid. It's like this person that gets to be with the person that I love, right? And that made it make a little more sense, especially. I don't know, like, I don't know. That would be intense. She's got to, you know, she's got to be the maid of honor. She has. I don't know, probably with work a lot on her plate. And she's like, the last thing I need is for someone to walk in and be all be like way prettier than me or way skinnier Mm -hmm. or way like, or, or just whatever. It doesn't matter what she's like. She's going to touch on her insecurities in some way. You know what I mean? Mm. Or like be way more made up and cause she doesn't have to like raise a kid. So I feel like in a way she's just protecting herself, Mm -hmm. you know, from, from what she knows is going to is going to suck. But at a certain point, you know, that goes along with her not telling Steve that she loves. Yeah. Him. Yeah. You know, those go. Yeah. Those go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I'm in the camp that I think Miranda needs to tell Steve about her feelings. Um, 
that's like the most important issue that she needs to get out, obviously. Um, But I think she also just needs to be more communicative, communicative with him as a whole. I think she's just well within her right to be like, listen, Steve, I have no desire to meet Debbie. Like I'm, 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 I'm glad you're happy. Uh, but I, like, I don't need to, to see her. That's your thing. Uh, mm. this is my thing. Brady is someone mm. that we share, but I, I don't, I don't need, need to like be interacting with her. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's, it was, it was an interesting thing. And uh, I, I, I thought for sure, like she was looking so good in that dress. She was all done up. She was like dressed to the nines. I thought for yeah. sure, like she would want, if, if there was a time to meet Debbie, it's like definitely when you're about to go to a wedding and you look incredible rather yeah. than when you're just like sitting on your couch crushing Chinese food. So yeah. Or when you're just like on a sweaty subway and exactly. you run into someone and then you're like, Oh, Hey, yeah. now we have to talk. Isn't it interesting that like the classic Miranda storyline, I think in times past would be that Steve finds her and then she crawls out and it's like, Oh, I was looking for Brady's toy. And then she has dust bunnies all over. And it was, it's interesting from a writing perspective, they kind of saved her from some humiliation here that totally. she usually mm-hmm. is the subject of and always plays well. And we always enjoy it. But I really feel it was interesting. I was like, please don't find her. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I really don't want that for her, you know? Yeah. 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 Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and she still got to have that with like the visual of Magda being like she's like it's pretty dusty down there. So it's not like she was like looked like a champ, but it was interesting you rooting for a character to like just be like come on, we care about yeah. you. We don't want you to feel Yeah, I that. think season 2 or 3 season 2 or 3 they like Debbie definitely finds Miranda and there's like this super awkward interaction between the two of them, but it was yeah. really nice that she, she kind of got away with it. Yeah. Although I do want to point out the, uh, and it's all, I think this because it touches on her like biggest insecurities, but she, how she like threw Magda under the bus pretty hard that she was like, it's pretty dusty under there. You probably need to clean that. <laughs> and then I was like, what a way to even just think like, about that. step on, just, just like, like step on is- your, the people that clean your house to be like, Hey, by the way, I just, I just, I mean, and like, you know, we've said she's going through a lot, but it's like, I just performed an act of cowardice, but you better clean under the bed. Yeah. Ne- next time I meet <laughs> some girl, just be like, but I, be- I bet um, there's a redemption I'm of that total- with Magda. I just, th- next time I hear someone just be like, I'm totally a Miranda and everybody should be a Miranda. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, you're a fucking bitch to your house housekeeper you have a housekeeper and you're just like clean up under the bed yeah <laughs> you you yeah, army exactly. crawl under your bed and then show the dust bunnies on your stomach and be like see this inappropriate <laughs> do you know what your hourly, hourly rate is <laughs> go go lie for me lie to my to my father and my children now uh it's oh, so goodness. funny Let's uh, let's talk about um, Carrie's Carrie storyline. We we kind of already dissected Howie. Uh, have you, have any of you ever d- done the trapeze before? No, I've seen it for years. I've always wondered what it was like. You guys have like, is it still there on the West At Side Ch- Highway? Chelsea Chelsea Piers, Chelsea Piers. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. There, there's a big like trapeze thing. Um, at some of the camps out in the Hamptons. And I know Katie has done the trapeze before. So shout yeah. out to Katie. Katie. Um, but 
Yeah, I've never, I've, I, I've never done the trapeze. I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't seem. I always kind of wanted to. It was like one of, that feels like one of those like first couple of years in New York thing that like you see things you're like, can you believe they have a circus camp here? I gotta do that. It's like that. That's like how it was when I found out about the club bed. I was like, I gotta go <laughs> to bed or duvet or whatever. Um, I think I think it was a. a it was a, definitely a bold choice of the writing of it being like, we're going to, it's all going to revolve around this thing. It made more sense when she was like, I'm doing it for this, like writing this article. Yeah. Cause at first I was like, and then I do have to say the most abrasive moment for me in the entire series, even more than uh, Miranda getting jizzed on in a, in a party was just the Michelle branch music that pops in at the end. I was like, dude, which that was actually, I, I, I don't hate Michelle Branch, but that that was the equivalent. That sound cue was the equivalent of me getting some strangers come just like shot in the face. That, <laughs> well, I enjoyed it that much. If you think that's what it is, <laughs> well, then you just wait till we actually shoot that happening to you. And then we edit it and put the Michelle Branch music underneath <laughs> that clip. You just wait till we put that on Instagram and that's what, then they just delete our Instagram and that's the end of the Bradshaw boys. Then we win. A, we, that, that's when, that's when we're going to shut the podcast down when <laughs> that happens. full circle this Bradshaw is, boys. This is how I win. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. Um, uh, um, Michelle Branch, uh, the, I do this podcast and we had this <laughs> joke where basically your sound cue is like getting, getting jizzed out of my face. Um, please leave. Is Michelle Branch still doing stuff? Uh, I don't know. I'll, the, I'll look I'm that the, up for you I'm, right now. I don't. I'm not a Michelle Branch not a big music guy. Yeah, so I don't. I, I'm not a big branch head. I'm not. Um, a, I'm not a branch boy. <laughs> the branch. The the Branchshaw boys. Um, but wait. So we're we're on. We're on carry. Wait, so we're, on f- we're on full carry. So full that carry. so that was the first thing. Then we've already talked about how she meets uh, Howie. Also, what a name, Howie. There's not. Do you guys know anyone named Howie in real life? I mean, I'm I'll, close personal Howie's friends with Howie Mandel. Are you really? I'm friends with Howie Long, the NFL star. <laughs> are, are Howie's just Howards? I yeah. think Howie. Yeah, Howie's have to just be Howards. All yeah. Howie's are Howards, but not I all Howards are Howie's. I know a Howard. So you yeah. know Howie. Just I guess I do know Howie. Text him. Ask him if he goes by Howie. <laughs> okay. Right Let now. Tell him what he says. <laughs> I'm going to see if he's in my phone still. If you're what listening if to just, this podcast and you know a Howard... Text them and see ask if him, a Howie and ask them if they've ever been called Howie. Yep. I don't know Michelle if Branch I have is... Michelle Branch. What? She just got married last year. To She's how... married to the dude for the freaking black keys. What? She's married to Patrick Carney of the drummer of the black keys. Michelle branches. All right. So the, there's this guy named Howard. I'm not going to say his last name, Howard P, but he he's the only Howard in my phone. And he, he sublet my apartment nine years ago. Should I text him and say, yes. what's up, Howie? You, yes. You Kevin, text, text him and say, what's up, Howie? You hump like a jackrabbit? Question mark. <laughs> also, you I know say, the other Howie that we have not, you know, the elephant in the room, Howie. Well, go ahead. You said you say what? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to open this can of text worms. Okay. Do you remember, Kevin, when we did it, when you and I did a, a benefit comedy show and we did a bit with the audience and we were like, we will go through our phone and we'll find someone who's like a, <laughs> he's like a contact and you can tell us whoever it is and we have to call them right now and ask them to give money to this charity. Yeah. And one of us, one of us 
One of us found a person. <laughs> it was like some we were trying to get on something. That we who should call. It was, it was. I'm not going to say who it was, but it was someone who had been on the show Saturday Night Live at some point, and I and I think we had their phone number <laughs> so that we could. I think try to get them on a comedy show and we called them and it went straight oh to voicemail. <laughs> they answer? We were like, Hey, we're uh <laughs> no, they never, they never answered. Did they call um, back? That was, that was like the dumbest humble brag we've ever done right That's there. That's so no, messed up. Back. They didn't give to that charity. That's so yeah, messed up. Bad that Eddie Murphy didn't give to that charity. I know. I know. It was really stupid. So All right. now you have to call him and ask him to be a Patreon right now, live on air. All right. Hey, also Howard How- Schultz. He's a Howie. He is. <laughs> um, oh, Howie shirts. Howie Schultz. Howie Schultz. Um, yeah, I think Carrie's. I think Carrie's. Um, I don't know. Her storyline felt like a little bit light, which is really it's it's really weird when she's not in a relationship or not going after yeah. a relationship. Her yeah, the Carrie one off guy like stories are weird. Kind of, I don't know, kind of vapid. I guess. Is that the right word? John though. John. Yeah. I what? gotta I gotta say. I mean, solid friend. She showed up she showed up for for Charlotte in a strong way to be like, hey, get out of your you she she was like full on Miranda in that bathroom scene with Charlotte. Totally. I, I gotta give that Carrie I gotta good. give Carrie uh, and Anthony mad props in this episode. I think both of them were incredible friends. And I noticed that he was sitting closest to uh, Anthony was sitting closest to Charlotte at the wedding. So I wonder if he had some sort of position of honor. Um, and Miranda gave the speech, but Carrie definitely showed up big time to uh, the, the wedding tears where, where Charlotte was crying that uh, her wedding was getting ruined and gave her like the perfect pep talk. I, I wonder, my question is, if Carrie was in a relationship with someone, whether it was Berger, Aiden, or Big, do you think she would have been able to give that same pep talk? Or do you think she would have just cornered Charlotte and complained about her relationship? Mm. You know, the only thing that makes Carrie a good friend is the good old Portland jackhammer the night before. She needs to have like a sprained back. And just um, she needs to get Howie'd and she becomes the best friend. Yeah, it's um, true. It's humbling to no, her. I think, this, like I think her you're neck right. is all messed I, up. I slightly resent the fact that I tried to stand stand up for Carrie and then you kind of kind of definitely nailed it. That it was just like, what's the missing link? It's the fact that she is able to focus on her friends and not on her love life, and that's why. I think that's I'm, probably I mean at the end reason. of the at the end of the wedding when they're all dancing and supposed to be celebrating she does turn to stanford and say do you think everyone here thinks i'm a horror do you think everyone knows that i slept with them instead of being like super I mean, that might be a bit of a stretch on my carry hatred but that's a stretch because at a wedding there's four hours and there's plenty of time to be like who's that over there you know what i mean like yeah no I know. but i think but i think you're right i think i think if, the- I think if big was at that wedding with her there would have been no room for her to console Charlotte because there would have been more, there would have been greater big drama between her, her and big that she would have needed to hash out. I mean, just look at the first, look at the first wedding that she went to with Charlotte, the perfect wedding that in which, you know, she had to tell Aiden the night before that she cheated on or the, the like 10 minutes before the wedding that she cheated on him and, and like just get in a, in a, in a mm. toughie. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then she I, had to, 
talk about Trey and talk to Charlotte right before she walked down the aisle. Yeah. And be like, well, maybe he just masturbated. Before we run out of, of time, I want to say whenever there is, um, they went thin on a few of the girls' characters' storylines, but whenever they they kind of handled six characters because they had in Anthony and uh, Stanford, and both of them just <laughs> yeah, totally. such, such great elements to, because one of the things that I think their characters do the best is they give the girls a different character to talk off of rather yeah. than just Charlotte talking to Miranda, Samantha talking to Carrie and mm-hmm. that, and, and getting out of that rhythm, not just cause like they're gay characters or gay guys or whatever, but because it's just like a different flavor of person that you only see every once in a while. So that scene mm-hmm. with Anthony and uh, Charlotte was just so good. Oh dude, it yeah. was like one of my favorite great. scenes where, it was so where, good. They like get the newspaper and that that whole thing with the ink stain was so funny. Yeah, like that was actually with Harry the night the day the day of the wedding. It was the night before where they get confirmed by the New York Times that they're going to be in the wedding episode or edition. She's wearing her dress. They're dancing around. It was it was so fun. Yeah, it was great. And then her finding the ink stain and then her being like, I look like Hitler. I'm going to look like Hitler at a Jewish wedding. That was like, that funny. was great. That was really also, good. Man, they really, I know, I guess, I don't know if we're still technically on Carrie or not, um, but I do think the the Charlotte, I mean, man, they double, well, they doubled down on the Charlotte, like, imperfect wedding, but I love that they really also doubled down on just Harry being Harry. I mean, you think about it, like, it wasn't his fault, but he did walk in and see the dress before, and he's just like, what's the big deal? And yeah. then he spilled wine on her dress in the ceremony. He it's it's like he's full cream cheese poppy all the time. <laughs> he's always bumbling around and I think he'll continue to do that. And yeah. it's great. He's like likable, but he he's always bumbling around. He introduces Howie the Jackrabbit to Carrie and he's like very non-subtle about the introduction. Yeah. He's just he's just Harry's just like always has stuff like that going on. How do you think Harry and Howie met? Hmm. Great question. College, law school. How he Probably seems like school. a major law school bro. That's just he like, does. yeah, that's a good point. That's like I close cases as hard as I fuck girls See, one th- time because they never call me back. <laughs> I kind of feel like like they were like Howie uh, Howie was like in New York for some reason and he can't he cannot miss a workout so he was at Soul Cycle. And Harry was getting bagels, you know, at the at the bagel store. And Howie was like post workout getting bagels, and they just really hit it off. I think what happened is they they they're both so particular about their bagels that um, Howie dropped. He opened up the like the packaging of his bagel, and then one caper fell off, and and then. Uh, um, Harry looked down and like went to grab it and then they both like grabbed on the floor the caper at the same time and then like looked up at each other and then realized they were like best friends forever over just like this one caper and then that was it they've been they've been friends ever since do you think like do you think maybe like Harry gave Howie the idea of the rabbit because he like Harry was like 
Charlotte, my fiance, has got this sex toy named the rabbit, and she's just obsessed with it. And then the light bulb went off in Howie's head, and he's just like, oh, I need to change my sex game. I'm going to be the rabbit. I'm going to be the rabbit now. No, it, yeah, I'm, he's more like the Sabian. <laughs> Do you know what the Sabian is, John? Explain I, that thing. I don't Dana. know what the Sabian is. It's a Howard Stern thing. It's a Howie Stern thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, Howie Stern. What Look is that? that? It's like a pummel horse. It's like a pummel horse like in... Um, Gymnastics? In, yeah, but it's like basically like this thing that you... That Howard Stern would like... I mean, he didn't invent it, but they would like have one in his studio and like someone sits on it and it just vibrates like crazy it's like a vibrating sex seat and oh. you'd always be like you'd be like yeah let's get a let's get someone on the sabian someone get on the sabian right now would let's Baba see Booey oh, wow. hop on there i don't no, know if they he always have did. girls and porn stars women. and stuff get on usually there. women they would have on there got it but yeah. i bet there was like there it was probably girls that have been like imagine listen i we have to put this out here to our listeners I know it seems like it to me, it seems like Howie's a one-off character, but I bet if, if ladies spoke up, they'd be like, no, I think there's like 45% of men that fuck that way. <laughs> just like, dude, yeah, she's, seeing, she, she loves it. I will say, see like when that scene happened and I saw it, it was so abrupt. I was, I, I think I audibly was like, Oh my gosh. But it to, it but looked it, terrible. And also, it is it is interesting because if that was Samantha in Carrie's place, she probably would have been loving it. But there, no. there have been several. I mean, granted, I don't, I don't think he, rough. I do, I don't think, I don't think Howie was a good lovemaker. I think he missed all of the, he probably missed all of the pregame. Like he wasn't, he wasn't taking care of business. But there have been several scenes where, Samantha is getting jackhammered and she is just going crazy. Howie def definitely the, they did they cut the end of the wedding where there's a bunch of guys standing around talking about a clitoris and he's like, "What's that?" <laughs> that's that's in the deleted scenes. That he's like, "No, that's not a thing. That's that's made up. That's a yeah. that's a conspiracy theory." It's yeah. not just that it's rough, it's that it's like it's bad. It's just Well, bad. Carrie said it. It's just like he's masturbating. <laughs> With, yeah, with a girl that rather was a than really, that was, a great that was actually a really great analogy, a really great line. It was also funny to me that Stanford was like, straight men are still allowed to have sex that way. Which when he <laughs> said that, I was like, does he mean that gay men do have sex that way? Or does he was he just like, that's still going on? I couldn't tell which one that he meant. But, but I think what I was saying is that, like there, I think like Samantha, there's probably a time and a place for Samantha wanting that. I think Howie's issues is he's probably missing the cues of what, what yes, would the, I agree the, 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 the woman, the cues, the vibe that would lead up to an experience like that. And probably just like goes straight from zero to 60 and do 100%. full on Vibatron mode. Also, do you think that he kind of met, like, I, this wasn't even just like a Howie mistake, but I think if you're going to do a wedding, if you're going to get introduced to someone at a wedding and go for that, I think it's a really risky move to do it the night before, before the, wedding. the wedding. Agreed. You do it the night of the wedding. You all go out after the wedding. Everyone, you know, goes and get the wedding party, gets drinks. You don't stretch it out for a whole weekend. Yeah. 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 I agree. 
Um, well, I think I feel like we could talk about Howie for the rest for for a very long time. I feel like we could do a time. podcast within a podcast on that bloke. But um, it's time for our Cosmo rating. It's uh, we have a we, we watched the episode. I I enjoyed it, but I want to give it a one to five Cosmos with you with you bros. Yeah, I would like to do that as well. Everyone right. got it locked in. I got my I rating. got mine locked in. All right, pretty three, two, one. Three four point two five. Oh wow! Okay, I went. I I was the lowest at three point seven five. I really liked that episode. I laughed actually a whole bunch. I feel like the um the Samantha storyline basically did not exist. I I did like Anthony and I did like Stanford a whole bunch. And I still feel and I I know I sound like the the worst human being of all time, but when Carrie is not in a relationship or going after a relationship, something f- feels very off with the show. Mm. It feels very like season one or two of her to find herself in a situation like that. She's too intelligent to be in a situation like that. And she got peer pressured by her friends to be like, go talk to Howie, go talk to Howie. I f- she knew it wasn't the right thing. We as the, as the viewers knew it wasn't the right thing. And that's why I think it was extra uncomfortable for her to be in a situation like that and to end up getting back pain. Listen, I suffer from back pain and so I can relate to Carrie. Um, so it was, it was, it was a good episode. I stand behind my 3.75. Okay. I gave, I, I was the middle rating. So I go second. I gave 4.25. I thought it was really good. And I think we're in what you probably get in prime season six, where it's just like, it looked great. There's a lot of glitz and glamor. Like it's like, You've got just some like really good set pieces. Like the, like the costuming was great. Miranda looked great. Miranda looked smoking at the wedding too. We didn't even talk about that. Like she looked fantastic Mm. at the wedding Mm -hmm. and it was a really funny episode. Like even the thing when Miranda's like speech caught on fire, like we didn't talk about that. That was funny. And I like laughed out loud at like some of the carry lines. I thought Sarah Jessica Parker was like, did great comedic acting in it. I just feel like I didn't want to go super high on it because I feel like you're right. Like there were some things that felt kind of lacking John, but I do think like the, we got Stanford and Anthony, which was great. I think that New York times moment with the like smudge is like actually a pretty big moment of the show. So we got like kind of a good, yeah, that was a great, that was a great, great part. Maybe I, but went, I know what maybe you're saying, I went too like, low. But, you know, like the Howie thing is a little throwaway. I think we got a really good Magda moment and some good Miranda death. Yeah. I also just miss, I miss watching these episodes with you, bros, in person. All I of us in the same room. That. It's, it's a lot more that. electric that way. Yeah. I get it. Boogie, woogie, woogie. It's electric. Yeah, so I uh, don't know. I thought it was good, but not super, super high up for me. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, uh, I give it 4.5 probably because you bros watch it by yourself. I got to watch it um, in John's bedroom with Katie, his wife. <laughs> we were packed on a bed and we were uh, we were kind of it was kind of uncomfortable. So John went downstairs to watch it. And it was just me and Katie having just like a, a gal's date. Yeah. Just watching, laughing to sex in the city. And it was just uh, and it was a lot of fun. And I heard you. I heard your cackle from downstairs. And I was like, <laughs> damn it. They're having so much fun. That's my I heard, I heard your That's cackle my from. Wife. I heard your cackle. <laughs> I heard your cackle from the Hamptons all the way back to Brooklyn. Uh, here's why I give it a four point five from a Sex in the City standpoint, which is, um, we've kind of been they kind of just like 
I wasn't expecting it, but it kind of just jumped in. I maybe it was because we've been off for a week, a month, or whatever. But it was like, oh, this is a big moment. This is Charlotte's wedding, the one she's always wanted. And I thought they tackled sort of like, I I don't think they're going to change her whole character, but they kind of like this was a bit of a culmination of six seasons of. Kristen Davis's storyline, which is like, you have to have everything perfect. It's not going to make you happy. Yeah. Totally. And it happened quickly. That's very but true. It, but it did. It did. I was like that bathroom scene. I was like, that's kind of crazy. That is like an entire television show worth of a character being like, this is what it's all been leading up to. Damn it, I went too low. Um, all right. You got it. Now you know what the, it, now you know what it's like to be in my world. John. I went too low. I'm always doing that. Anyway, uh, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry, but the the rest of the week storyline, I I just forgive because there was they had to you have to lose something to have time for um, not just Harry, not just Anthony, and um, what's his name? Uh, Stanford. Stanford, Stanford, but also some great Harry moments. So yeah. I give four point five. I thought it was I thought it was great, and it was just like fun. I w- I was super 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 tired today. And it was just like fun to watch it and fun to hang with you guys. And so I give it a 4.5 because I was like, man, it's so, so great that we got to get back to business. That's right. I love that. We got, that yeah. we got to you, Mulan it up. <laughs> to defeat the Hun. Um, <laughs> I love you guys. This was a great pod. Um, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you for Thank all you. of the new reviews on on iTunes. If you haven't already, please, please, please go uh, go write us a review. It really makes us happy. We text about it. We call each other. We celebrate. It just it just makes us feel like the bells of the ball. Um, <laughs> and if you haven't already, please check out our Patreon. We're doing some pretty fun stuff over there. We're getting yep. a little more silly, a little more loose, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I can. Uh, we're starting a movie club. We're doing more Sex in the City stuff. We're going to be introducing some new content, and uh, are, and I don't know. We should do a Zoom. We'll do a Zoom hangout too. We just yeah. went to a few Zoom events with some friends, and they were actually like really beautiful. And yeah. it made me be like, man, we should do that with our with our with our listeners. Yeah, that would be dope. So please please check that out. And uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. And uh, later, taters. Later, taters. Later, taters. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>